Ha, <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Big Fish Shit, we're back with another podcast. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Want to thank everybody who's been rocking with us for a while and all the new listeners as well, new subscribers, new watchers. Please make sure if you're on YouTube or whatever platform you're watching or listening that you subscribe, like. Um, You know, it doesn't cost you anything to give us a like. Um, That way we can uh, make sure that we're on top of the algorithm, all right? So uh, we want to make sure that as many people as possible are getting this message and having these conversations, whether you agree or disagree. It's good that we have the dialogue. So today, we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about a childhood favorite, The Lion King. And I'm not just gonna tell you how much I love the movie. It's probably my number one or number two, depending on, it's either between Lion King or Aladdin for me, of those type of movies. Um, However, were we missing something? Were we missing something that the Lion King taught us or should have taught us that we didn't, that we didn't, we just didn't see, we didn't peep it. We didn't, we didn't look at it with a certain lens to learn from it. We just looked at it to enjoy the movie, right? We're we're young kids and our parents, they, I asked my dad, he said he never, he never even saw it. Um, I believe my mom saw it, but, you know, the kids were too young to really understand it um, the way that I now understand it and the warning that it was giving us for this country. So you're probably wondering, like, yo, he's he's reaching, you know, how is he going to make this connection between the Lion King and anything going on in America? Well, let's get right to it. And instead of explaining, you know, what exactly happens, I'm assuming that everybody has seen the movie. And if you haven't, I'm sorry, I can't give a summary, but you're just going to have to go and watch it and then come back to us. My apologies, but, uh, you know, we got to get right to it. All right. So I'm going to assume that everybody has seen the movie, understands the storyline. And I'm just going to start with Mufasa. So Mufasa, he's the head, um, the alpha lion of this animal kingdom, and he runs the entire animal kingdom. And he shows his son Simba, his newborn cub, you know, how everything works. And of course, Mufasa has a brother, Scar, who's conniving, who's not trustworthy, who just seems like a shitty dude, to be honest. Um, and Mufasa knows that he wants his power. You know, he, I believe uh, Mufasa said one time, Scar, don't walk away from me. He said, don't, don't turn your back on me. And Scar turned around and said, no, Sim, no, Mufasa, perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. The threats were there. Mufasa knew 
that Scar was a cancer. But like a lot of family members, we make excuses for them. Uh, we don't look at them as the cancer that they truly are and how dangerous they truly are to the overall village or our family. So we excuse it. You know, what, what is Scar, what is Mufasa going to do? Kill his brother, Scar? Um, he probably should have. He probably should have. Um, he should have killed him or at the very least banned him from the land. Uh, but the problem is when you ban somebody like that, uh, usually a conniving guy like Scar, once you ban him, he may become your most powerful enemy. So like it or not, sometimes maybe you just have to destroy somebody. And we all saw what happened. With, by him not destroying Scar, Scar destroyed him and also destroyed their entire family, the entire kingdom. So here we have this alpha, Mufasa, who has a son. You know, Scar's salty because he's no longer first in line, and he's salty that Mufasa was born as the stronger um, force. Uh, you know, he's the king. However, like I said, Scar is very conniving, very conniving, and he outwits Mufasa, because Mufasa has his guard down when it comes to his family member, his brother, which was a huge mistake that Mufasa made, who he as the leader has to take responsibility. As a leader in anything, you have to always be well aware of any threats, threats coming from the enemy, threats coming from your perceived friends, family. Um, you have to be in tune with it. You have to live in this state of panic all the time where you're very aware of anything that can destroy or threaten what you're building and the overall good of your village. So therefore, we have Mufasa, who was neglectful in this. He ends up getting tricked into um, get, putting himself in a position where Scar can kill him um, after Scar already tried to kill his son, um, but Mufasa was able to save his son from hyenas. Muf uh, Scar is very cool with the hyenas, but in this particular instance, he's outsmarted by Scar, and Scar takes over as the new leader as he kills uh, Mufasa, and who's next in line is Simba. Um, he told the hyenas to kill Simba. Um, however, the hyenas weren't able to, as we all saw, so Simba escaped, but Scar thought that Simba was dead. Scar had in him, even though it was in a corrupt way, but he had that conniving, um, I don't know whether you want to call it courage, but ambition to do, to go to certain lengths that Mufasa wasn't willing to go to. So it's almost as if, if I'm fighting somebody and they have a knife or a gun and I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just really not feeling comfortable using a knife or a gun, um, chances are I'm gonna lose just is what it is. If you have an enemy, you have to be willing to match them and to take it further than wherever they're willing to take it. And that's just survival. It is what it is. Because your survival as a king, as a leader, there's people that you're responsible for. It's not just you. All right. So you can have all the honor you want. You can have all the morals you want. At the end of the day, you you get killed and you destroyed an entire kingdom of people that look up to you to provide and protect for them. So let's relate, now that we're talking about providing and protecting, uh, Mufasa to 
an alpha male in society. Um, America. Things have changed, obviously, where it used to be more of a masculine energy in America, and it's now turned to a very feminine energy, especially within certain communities, namely the black community. Fathers are not in the lives of their children. Mothers raise the kids. The boys grow up very feminine. The young girls grow up very masculine because they're forced to and their mom tells them um, or they see from their mom that, hey, you have to be able to protect and provide for yourself because I just saw mom and she didn't have anybody protecting and providing for her. Of course, that's not the situation always, but on a large scale, that's what we see happening. The lack of male leadership impacts females to become more masculine and want to take the lead, which I totally understand. So Mufasa messed up. And Mufasa, just like America, by losing that masculinity, that male leadership in Mufasa, it opened the doors for corrupt and negative leadership. And I'm not here to say which is corrupt and negative leadership. That's not really the point that I want us to take away from this. But I just want to focus on when you take a man out of a leadership position how that impacts the entire family and the village. So let's go to Simba. You know, Simba, when his dad was around, he was very strong, ambitious, courageous. He was the one that wanted to go to the elephant graveyard and wasn't scared of the hyenas and wanted to, you know, stand up. Even though Nala was stronger than him, had more heart than him even then, um, he still was ambitious. You know, he's like, yo, I'm going to be the king. Like, I'm going to be in power. Um, I'm standing on my purpose. He was in love with his purpose because he saw his dad fulfill his dad's purpose and he was all in and bought all in and he wanted to be just like his dad one day. He was actually too anxious to be just like his dad. As soon as Mufasa died, instantly Simba was lost. Another man now convinced Simba that he killed his dad or was responsible for his dad being dead when had nothing to do with Simba, but when you lose that male leadership, it opens the doors for your village, for your family, for your country to be manipulated in ways that are not positive, all right? Somebody's tricking you, somebody's finessing you, and um, these type of influences would not be there if Mufasa was still alive, if that strong masculine leadership was still alive, if that father was in the home, young boys, wouldn't be tricked into thinking that they have to go gangbang, that they have to go do a lot of dumb shit um, that puts them in certain positions that are going to be detrimental to their lives and to their success of whatever they want to achieve. So here we have Simba. He runs away. He runs away. And, you know, the, the next time he meets some people who kind of just happy-go-lucky, um, they run around without really much purpose in life in Timon and Pumbaa, and they're just worried about being happy. You know, I just want to be happy. I just want to be free. Um, I just want to, you know, it means no worries for the rest of our days. Right, Akuna Matata, right? So no worries, being happy. All of that is just taking away a man from their purpose. When you have a purpose and you're a leader as the man, you can't worry about happiness, your own personal happiness. 
You can focus on making, providing and protecting so everybody else can be happy and feel safe. That's what you're supposed to do. However, when it comes to your personal happiness, that cannot be a priority. It's a responsibility being a leader. All right. It's not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. You just embrace it and then you move forward from there and you may enjoy certain aspects of it, but you are not moved by what's fun and what's not fun. So here you have Simba growing up without a father figure, lost in the world, gave up on his purpose, has no idea what's going on, and he's just living his life totally different than he was living before. He's eating bugs, you know, all type of non-lying stuff, but he just embraces it because he has no worries, right? So he's just living life. Never mind that his family, um, his mother, you know, was left um, to be destroyed and his family, his entire pride, his best friend. Never mind all that. I just don't want to go back. I want to forget about my past. I don't want to confront adversity. I don't want to confront challenges. I want to run from them. And that's what not having strong masculine leadership did to Simba and what it does to a lot of our young kids with this generation, um, with our generation, with the older generation, not being true masculine, strong and courageous leaders and standing on principles, morals and integrity. That's what that does. When you tell a kid, oh, you're supposed to be happy. If you're not happy, then something must be wrong with your mental health. We're destroying these young kids and we're destroying this country in a lot of ways just based on that lack of leadership. If you, isn't that what they say? The, the, the kids are the next leaders, uh, the, the young generation are our next leaders. So if we destroy them at a young age, what do we think is going to happen to our country? What do you think is going to happen to our families? What do you think is going to happen to our relationships? So here we have Simba's best friend, Nala, who from the beginning always had more heart than him. And it's funny, initially I was going to say that she grew into having more heart than him. But in their pride, when you really think about it, she didn't grow up with a father. Now, we don't really know, you know, the ins and outs, especially not as kids. But usually in most, um, you know, when it's a group of lions, most prides, the alpha male is the only male that gets the other women pregnant, even if there is another male lying there. That alpha male lion will not let anybody else's cubs be survive because it's a threat to them that they will try to come for their leadership, which is why, in a lot of ways, uh, Mufasa should have known better. He should have known better because when I watch these lion shows, I watch a lot of nature documentaries, they all know it. They will not let another man's cubs, 99% um, of the time, they will not let another man's cubs survive. They'll kill the cubs and destroy them because they know that they'll be a potential threat. So here you have Nala, grows up without a, a, a male figure, um, a father in the household, so to say. And how does it impact her? She's strong. She's ambitious. She's courageous. She's so ambitious. And I feel her. She was needed. It was needed for her to be that, especially when Scar took over that she ventured off far out to where Simba ended up being with Timon and Pumbaa and ended up running into uh, Simba again. And the only way Simba realized that it was Nala is because just like when they were kids, Simba was able to pin Nala. I mean, sorry, Nala was able to pin Simba just like when they were kids. 
And it shows not only how weak um, Simba was as a young child, but it shows that even as a grown lion, an adult lion, which is much bigger and should be much stronger than a female lion, he can still get pinned because of his upbringing, because he didn't have a masculine, strong leader as a father in his life to teach him how to be strong, to push him to be strong, mind and body. And this is what happens. So here we have a very strong female in Simba, I mean, in Nala, and Nala's trying to convince Simba after they have, you know, a night under the stars, they make love, whatever they do. And afterwards, Nala's like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to go back and you got to confront Scar. You got to come save your family, our family. You got to save the entire kingdom. And what does Simba do? Nah, I'm good. Acting like a little punk. He just wants to be happy. He doesn't want any drama. He's not built for that because he didn't have Mufasa in his life long enough to build him for that. And Timon and Pumbaa, the life that he was living with them was just so easygoing and laid back that he, he had no idea how to be a lion. He was no longer a lion in a lot of ways. Now, of course, what does Rafiki come, hit him in the head? Uh, Rafiki, the, the bamboo, I mean, the, the baboon, the bamboo, the baboon, he comes and he's like this, this wisdom um, that comes into play uh, where, you know, of course, he was very good friends with Mufasa and he's trying to knock some sense into Simba so Simba can understand, like, this is your purpose. He wants to show him in the water like you are your father, your father's in you and you just got to get it out of you. But because Simba's such a punk, it's hard for him to just get it out of him. And I'm not saying he's a punk to tease Simba, but it's as if Simba's a real person. But I'm saying it as in he was raised to be a punk, a person that, a, a male that doesn't take on purpose, you know, a male that runs from challenges, runs from adversity. That's, what, that's how I'm using the word punk, where he doesn't want to stand on principle and challenge Scar to what's rightfully his and to help his entire family, to rescue his entire family. He's the only person in that position that can, that can save the entire village, the entire pride, the entire kingdom. Yet he doesn't want to accept that responsibility. Deion Sanders. I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> We're not going to get on Deion on this one. So Simba eventually, I guess he gets the courage, you know, he gets a little bit of a backbone and he goes back and he realizes how terrible um, Pride Rock, their community, um, the situation that they're in. Um, everybody's going hungry. Everybody's starving. Um, it looks like the sun doesn't shine there anymore. There's no grass. Like it just looks terrible, like fires burning. It looks like where the hyenas used to live. And, of course, Scar took over with the hyenas. So just to kind of do, you know, a quick little recap of where we are before we get into, you know, what Simba does when he goes back. This is exactly what's going on in the country. There's been an attack on male leadership. And it's not just this black group. It's not just the white group. It's not 
there is an attack on overall masculinity and it has been targeted differently for different groups and of course it's been targeted tremendously um, which I always bring about whether it's Biden and his crime bill or um, a lot of these these programs um, that the government helps out and incentivizes a lot of our women um, to get rid of their black male, to not need their black male. Don't worry, the government, we're going to provide assistance for you. We'll help you out with your apartment. Just don't let your boyfriend or your husband live with you. That's what's happening. They're yanking masculinity out of the household so things are backwards. So what, what happens? Just like Simba, without his father, he's growing up more feminine. He just wants to be happy, more emotional, those type of things. Where, where Nala's over here, she's supposed to be the feminine side, and she's just standing firm on purpose. She's ready to fight. She's ready to risk her life. All these different things. She's ready to stand up for her family. The roles have been reversed. And this is the same thing that happens with our communities. We are attacking masculinity. And then it, it's so funny because just talk to women. And this is not criticizing women at all. This is criticizing male leadership calling out men that we need to do better, that we need to step up, that we need to make sure that we don't let these groups and um, the powers that be, whatever that is, manipulate us into being soft, manipulate us into not raising our boys exactly how we should be raising our boys as the strong masculine leaders that are needed to face what they're gonna face throughout this world. They're gonna deal with adversity, they're gonna deal with challenges, especially our young black men. So here we have young black boys that are growing up who need a masculine leader the most just based on what they're going to confront in this growing up in this country compared to other groups. So they need it the most, but they're getting it the least. We're getting played. And I have to get into it politically. You know, you have these Democrats. These are the ones that come up with these programs where it seems like Oh, they're just being nice and they're helping our women um, and they're helping our people who, you know, if we can't if we can't build on our own, don't worry that we can rely on them. We can rely on welfare. We can rely on that. Those programs should have an expiration date on them or just should not exist at all, especially when it comes to some of the programs that are designed to incentivize women to not want to work on certain relationships to just leave because I'll be good regardless. I'll be good. Even if I wasn't working, I'll be good. I'll get half of what he has or even more in some cases. Even if we have joint custody. We see it all the time. But it's on the men. It's on us because the women will complain about it. Y y'all know women. Ask a woman if, if they think that we have good male leadership. You think women want to take on these these masculine roles? A couple of them may say they do. You know, a couple of celebrities at the top because they're getting paid to do it. But in all actuality, they're miserable. They're miserable. And I think we've gotten away from certain roles that were just meant to be because of nature. Things that make no sense. Like, you would never go into... Uh, like just common sense stuff. If I'm, if I'm, okay, go back to football. Do I look like a lineman? 
Do I like the size of a lineman? So they're not just going to put me at left tackle to protect the quarterback from a, a guy that's twice my size that I got to block. They're not going to put me in that position just because, oh, well, you know, just we just want to spread things out equally. No, they're going to put me in the best possible role for the greater good of the team, period. And they're going to put somebody else big that qualifies for that role in that position. But when you put people in different roles and when people don't want to accept certain roles, then it's very hard to win as a group. If you're not all in and clear on what your role is and why your role is important for the greater good of the team or the community or the country, then it's going to be very hard for us to win. It's going to be very hard for us to even compete. So this is what this movie was trying to show us. Now, as much as, like I said, Nala had heart, I'm sure a lot of the other uh, female lions had a lot of heart as well. But just think about it. There was one lion, one male lion, Scar, a lot weaker than Mufasa. That one male lion and a group of hyenas was able to take over an entire pride, an entire animal kingdom against a bunch of female lions. Now, that's not to disrespect the female lions. It's just to show men how important it is for us to play our role to the fullest because if we don't, our entire village, our entire community, our entire country will be in trouble. It's all in the movie. This movie may be the most accurate depiction of what will happen or what has happened in America more so than a lot of, you know, non-cartoon movies that are, you know, intended for adults. And here we have this child movie, or what we, suppose, what we thought was a child movie, teaching us some of the most important lessons and warning us about what would happen if we destroy masculinity and our male leaders. So, of course, when... Simba comes back. He's able to, you know, fight Scar off, throw him to the hyenas. The hyenas end up destroying him. Of course, they won't allow Simba to just kill his uncle. You know, Simba throws him instead of just killing him, which he should have done. But it is what it is. I'm being a little salty. Just but based on like, yo, you destroyed me. You destroyed my entire family and you killed my dad. Bro, I'm killing you. If I'm Simba, I'm killing you. But am I surprised? No, because he didn't grow up like that. He didn't grow up with a male leader who taught him that anybody threatens your family, you have to destroy them. Anybody threatens your community, anybody threatens your village, they have to be destroyed. And we see it all the time in sports. If somebody's blitzing in to destroy your quarterback, you have to confront him and destroy that threat. Now, of course, it's not the same. You know, in football, you know, you're not going to, you know, kill somebody, um, hopefully. Uh, you're not going to injure them even. You just want to destroy the threat. But on a grander scale where it is life or death, where it is the jungle. I know a lot of times because all this technology and everything, we feel that we're not living in the jungle. This is the jungle. 
Everything is about survival. Everything is about power. It's either kill or be killed. That's just the world that we live in. Now, do we all wish that things can be better or that we can hakuna matata our ways into everybody just being happy and everything else like that? Yeah, that seems like a nice place for everybody to live in, but it's not realistic. And when you teach your kids to grow up in this Hakuna Matata life, when you teach, let me be very clear, when you teach your young boys to grow up in a Hakuna Matata life, but then they're going to have to go through an actual life that has adversity, challenges that they're going to be facing, you're not properly preparing them. And that's what we've done. So maybe we should all get back to um, The Lion King and watch it again. Maybe that'll be cool for us all to watch it again. And let's see what we pick up on um, this time around. And y'all tell me if I'm just reaching. Maybe I'm just reaching. You know, it is what it is. Um, you know, maybe I'm just reaching. Or maybe there is something more for us to take from that movie than what we just took from it as a child. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, you know, as we always say, strength and honor. Uh, looking forward to hearing everybody's thoughts. Uh, we definitely have some exciting episodes coming up. I know y'all getting tired of me again, and you want me to bring back somebody. Um, I can't promise that anybody will be as special as Jim Dory, uh, just based on, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the camaraderie, you know, the energy that him and I have together. That's my bro. Um, however, we have some amazing people coming on, and I'm looking forward to you all um, learning more from them. I'm looking forward to learning from them, and I'm looking forward to just us continuing to grow. And as we say, you know, let's elevate on purpose. All right? So make sure you share this. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe, please. We really appreciate it. It goes a long way. Um, whether you agree or disagree, let us know. Maybe I'm looking at things the wrong way. I'm always open to being wrong. I'm always opening, open to learning new things. And the only way for me to do that is to stand on, you know, exactly what I believe to voice it and always be open enough and man enough to understand that I may be seeing things the wrong way, but I'm always willing to have a convo. So with that, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, let's get to it. Get to that bag with integrity, of course. And let's just make sure that we're winning. Let's make sure that we're working together as a community, as a village. Um, and we're focusing on the bigger picture, the bigger purpose um, for the group rather than just our individual happiness. All right. Over and out. I'll see y'all soon. Ew. How <laughs> we here? Big fish shit. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh -huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops first. Get the